This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 278 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm eating smart food to get more smart. (laughs) And to get your hands covered in cheese funk afterwards. Yes. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Yeah, nothing says I'm smart than uh, hands covered in cheese funk. <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a very, very, very tiny bit of news, and then we're going to talk about the new movie from Ryan Johnson, Knives Out. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Mark Ellis, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. My Thanksgiving was cool, man. Um, I hung out with my friends. We went to this uh, very nice restaurant that had like a buffet of all of the Thanksgiving uh, trimmings, turkey and mashed potatoes and all of that stuff. Uh, so I got to share my Thanksgiving with about, I don't know, five, six hundred other families. Uh, and I've, I'm not gonna lie. Immediately, I was looking for the room with the uh, TV with the football on. That's for some reason. That's what I was looking for. They didn't have it there, uh, but they had plenty of food. Um, so it, it was cool. I had a lot of fun. Got to hang out with my friends. Got to eat a lot of food. Didn't even have enough room for dessert. I was so stuffed by the by the end of it. But uh, it was a good time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. How about you, Aubrey? How was your Thanksgiving? It was uh, pretty eventful. I started off. I had to have breakfast at uh, Josh's family's house, and then I had to go to my brother's house, rush to my brother's house, because I was supposed to be starting a turkey, that I ended up not having to start, and then I stayed there, I ate, and then I went back to Josh's house to have a second dinner, and then I went home. <laughs> awesome. So it sounds like you got your fill of food for the day. I uh, definitely did. <laughs> I, I I could use a little bit more though. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there was a lot of appetizers, so it was eating straight from like ten o'clock. And how about you, Joy? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was uh, it was busy. You know, I we have Thanksgiving the night before Thanksgiving, so Wednesday into Thursday we have uh, Thanksgiving with my immediate in laws, uh, my wife's uh, parents, and my brother in law and his family. And then, uh, so we ate like slobs. Nice. <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law cooks uh, turkey and my father-in-law makes, um, homemade stuffing, which is like, as if God himself came down and made stuffing. It's, it's that good. Honestly, I would, if not that we ever would get divorced, but if there was a divorce to happen between me and my wife, I would probably get written into the settlement, something about getting stuffing every year because <laughs> it's that good. Um, and then we went home and I went to bed. I got up and uh, yeah, guess what? We went to Thanksgiving number two at my wife's extended uh, family. 
So uh, my wife's like grandparents and uh, cousins and all that stuff. Then I came home and slept and I went and worked at the mall from uh, 12, 15 a.m. until 5.30 a.m. And uh, yeah, then I right back into the grind of regular job and second job. So Dude, here we are. I haven't had a day off since. Was it even busy on Thanksgiving more, or I don't know, Black Friday morning at 1230 a.m.? Um, for us, not like it used to be. Um, it used to be insane, like absolutely insane. But, you know, we live in Massachusetts, so it, it's against the law to be open on Thanksgiving. Like that's why I don't have to work at my other job because – Wednesday into Thursday, we can't be there past midnight. So there's no point in being there. And then Thursday, we can't be there to receive the truck before midnight because there's no, <laughs> we can't be in the store. It's against the law. It's an old blue law, they call them. But other states around us don't have those laws. So, uh, you know, stores in Connecticut, which is from where we live, is probably like a 20 minute drive, is like they're open at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, yeah. The real crazy, crazy, crazy people that you see on the news or if you're from overseas, you see online like running through the store doors and like fighting everybody over a TV on a pallet or something. They've already been shopping for like six to eight hours by the time we even open. So there's there there aren't those crazy people plus online and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was busy for like an hour or two in the morning when we first opened and then it was just dead. That's why I was supposed to stay till 8 uh, a.m. But it, by 5.30, like, we were all just standing around staring at each other. I'm like, can I fucking go home now? <laughs> I just didn't want to go on, on a lunch break because that happened to me last year. The same thing. It was slow. It slowed way down. And then they were like, all right, time for your lunch break. So I went and ate lunch and I punched back in. And they're like, yeah, it's dead. You can leave. Like, why did I fucking just take a lunch? <laughs> Seriously. So I went up to bed. I did my, my Black Friday tradition. I got out of work at, at the uh, most hot and topical of places, and I uh, headed upstairs to Best Buy, which had also zero people in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and checked out the movies I had on sale. Unfortunately, I couldn't buy most of them because they were on my wish list already uh, for Amazon, and I'm not allowed to purchase things there because someone else might buy them for me for Christmas. But I did get Avengers Endgame for $8 on Blu-ray. So Nice. You didn't already own Avengers Endgame? No, I didn't because I, I still don't have uh, Captain Marvel. So I was trying to buy him in order. Gotcha. And then next thing I knew, it was December. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, this was 8 bucks. So I grabbed that. They had a zillion copies of everything that was on sale. So they weren't even close to selling out. And there was no one there. So it was in and out in three minutes. And I went home. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I still haven't bought Captain Marvel yet. I don't give. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's skip, only eight bucks right, over right now on on Amazon. So. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll have to buy. I'm a completist. So I guess I have to get it. But. Yep. I'm in no hurry. Brie Larson forever. But enough about us. Let's talk some more about us, Marcellus. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more? So is your podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find movie reviews from yours truly, occasionally. Uh, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy to awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. There's an Amazon logo. Click on that. Do your shopping. Receive your products. You know, maybe some of them are DVDs for Joey. And uh, that way you'll be helping out our show, too, and receiving your products. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're on there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio, and we are on Spotify. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can uh, donate uh, some money uh, monthly and receive bonus content from us. We also have a YouTube page with plenty of videos, uh, mostly put up from Adam Wallyhawk, talking about a whole bunch of different things, including our uh, coverage of the conventions. Uh, shout out to everybody in a Geek World All-Stars podcasting network. Back to you, Joey. If I ever, if I see a dick, I just look away. All right. So, Mark Ellis, I spent uh, some time today trying to scrape the Internet for news stories and didn't find much. But you have informed me you have some quick hits for us. So let's do it. Let's see what you got. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. Yeah, Joe, you're absolutely right. There was nothing in the news at all. We're nothing like... Uh, uh, memento big at all but i did i did want to get you guys uh, opinions on a couple of things first off uh, have you guys been watching the mandalorian on disney plus i have i wish that i could say i have been <laughs> but i've been really busy that's all right Aubrey. you've been really busy and that's understandable by the way there's four episodes out now so you get a little, you know, it won't take you that that much longer to catch up. Um, but the uh, subject of tonight's movie review, Ryan Johnson, you may remember him from another movie he did called The Last Jedi from a few years ago. Uh, there was talk of him possibly coming in to direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Now, with so many people falling on the different side of the fence regarding his storytelling in The Last Jedi. Uh, would Ryan Johnson being a part of The Mandalorian something that you would be interested in seeing? Let's start with uh, let's start with you, Joey. Yeah, it's fine with me. Uh, I don't care. Um, uh, it would. I don't. I, is it worth the internet burning down in flames <laughs> over uh, over it? I don't know. Who cares about the internet? But uh, yeah, dude. I mean, Looper was great, and I guess we'll find out what we thought about Knives Out in a few moments. So, uh, no spoilers for later on in the episode, but uh, I would be pretty much okay with that, especially if he can uh, he can bring some of that magic uh, over from some of his other movies. All right. All right, Arby, what about you? Is Ryan Johnson, is he good to come back to the Star Wars universe on a small screen, or, or are you done with him? Um, I... I would be okay with him returning, maybe. I don't know. I'm undecided. Okay. All right. Um, I, for one, would love to see him come back and do an episode of The Mandalorian. I think his storytelling is very unique. Uh, I was a fan of The Last Jedi, and uh, I think confining him to like a, a really small time frame uh, with very specific characters would be really cool. I think he can add something different to that show that isn't there already, and uh and maybe it wouldn't have worked for uh, people who love or people who didn't like the last jedi maybe doing it on a you know long form movie might not have been in the best case for him but i think maybe doing it as a tv show i think his style will work pretty well um i know he did direct some of the classic episodes of um breaking bad or the episodes that people talk about so i think he would be uh, really good for a tv show uh, especially a star wars tv show so i hope it works hope he does get to do it i almost want them to go the 
true detective route maybe next season and have one person direct all the episodes. Oh, that's a good idea. Depending on who it was. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. There you go. There you go. Well, um, speaking of directors, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Elizabeth Banks, who uh, directed a movie that we talked about a little while ago, Charlie's Angels, bombed at the box office, did not do well at all. But in typical Hollywood fashion, she's failing upwards. And her next movie is set to be coming out, I think in a couple of years, she's going to be directing The Invisible Woman, uh, which is the kind of the horror line of uh, Universal Monster movies that they are they're starting. Uh, Invisible Man comes out at the beginning of next year. Uh, there's a Dracula spinoff that's coming out after that. And then she's going to be doing Invisible Woman, which ironically is not connected to Invisible Man. Uh, but what do you feel about Elizabeth Banks doing an Invisible Woman movie, uh, especially after we suffered through uh, Charlie's Angels, Aubrey? No. <laughs> I like a- Elizabeth Banks, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like she's trying to create this uh, empower, this woman, women's empowerment type message. Mm-hmm. And... Well, it's great and all, I think when you force it, it comes across as you're forcing it. And she forced it with Charlie's Angels, and I don't want to see her make that same mistake again. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're right. She should be in a kitchen making me a pie. That's where she should be, putting out these movies. <laughs> uh, right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about Elizabeth Banks falling up, fa- failing upwards to do Invisible Woman? Invisible Women? Is that the uh, audience for Charlie's Angels? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really care. Not to sound like Aubrey, but <laughs> um, there, there's nothing about her direction that makes me sit up and say, "Oh, thank God, Elizabeth Banks is directing this, guys." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not because she's a woman. It's because I, I don't think there. This is gonna sound bad. I don't think there's much like skill or panache needed to make Pitch Perfect too. Yikes. I mean, good for her. It, but you know what I mean? It, it was, that's not like a technical, like crazy movie. It's not like crazy, like special effects, like intense movie, or there weren't huge action set pieces or anything. It's just people singing on a fucking stage. Like, like great. Good for her. She did a great job. It made money. I'm glad. Uh, I actually, I do like her. I find her attractive as well. But like, great. You made Pitch Perfect too. Uh, Charlie's Angels sucked Harry Man balls, and the action was god awful in it. So like, it's hard to really be excited about her directing something else. Maybe a horror movie or a thriller, I guess. This is a horror movie. Invisible Woman is going to be a horror movie, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, maybe that might be something a little more up her alley. We'll see, but I I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like her to do well as a director, but so far we're 0 for 2, so... (laughs) And that's just because I don't like Pitch Perfect. I guess people that do like must have loved it because it made a lot of money. But uh, yeah, I, after seeing Charlie's Angels, I certainly was I'm not, not like, oh, my God, what's Elizabeth Banks making next? Let me run to the theater and see it. You know, Jordan Peele could announce a movie about like a guy mopping the floor and I'd be there day one. <laughs> nice. But but, you know, Elizabeth Banks, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the trailers look like. Uh, we'll probably end up seeing it for the show. Uh, God, I hope it doesn't suck. What is this, the third or fourth attempt at a dark universe? Well, that's the other beauty of it is that the Blumhouse has, has decided to let the filmmakers just make their own movies. You know what I mean? They're not going to restrict them to tying it all together. If they can do it later on, 
they will. But right now, they're just taking the properties, giving them to the directors and saying, go make your movie. And, you know, if we want to connect them down the road, we'll we'll figure that out later on. That's interesting. At least you might get some uh, better movies out of it. So yeah. here's hoping. Yeah. And she is starring in it, too. So, you know, if anything, that's that, that should get you into the, the theaters, at least, Joey. I mean, I already got 37 Spider-Man movies, so you know, I could at least get one of the invisible woman. There you go. Uh, and then a, a second shout out to another director, uh, Josh Trank, who, <laughs> who and, and I, I, I mean this seriously, he's on Letterboxd and he gave uh, Fantastic Four two stars on his Letterboxd account and, uh, and wrote a nice little review of it, too, of how shitty of an experience it was for him to make that movie. So shout out to him for, uh, you know, recognizing what he did. And kind of owning up to it and having a little fun with the fans. So uh, just because of that, just the fact that he seriously gave that movie two stars, I'm a Josh Trank fan right now. And that was only his second movie, so good for him. What the fuck was the name of that other movie you made? Shit, I can't remember the name of it. It was, uh, oh shit. Seriously, that's what I'm saying. They had superpowers (laughs) and they were filming themselves and I, I can like see the movie in front of me. Chronicle. Chronicle, there you go. Yep. Well, that was good. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the one last thing I just want to ask you guys, uh, if you can get one piece of merchandise with Baby Yoda on it, what would it be? Mm, a sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. All right, Joey, what about you? Um, Like filter for my eyes so I don't have to see 10,000 <laughs> Baby Yoda memes throughout my Facebook feed. Should we? Should Baby Yoda have a name or is are we just going to be stuck calling him Baby Yoda forever? about Fred? Baby Yoda. I think even if they announce a name, he's still going to be called Baby Yoda by the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Disney had a, an idea what they were doing when they created him. I mean, I think they had a small idea, but the funny thing is um, all of the people who want Baby Yoda merchandise, they're not going to get it by Christmas, uh, but they will get a nice cardboard box of uh, what the Baby Yoda <laughs> the, the coupon like. in it? Yeah. <laughs> no, they have like really ugly t-shirts and stuff. So. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Coming to a hot topic near you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't violate <laughs> social media policies at my employer by talking about where I work. So. That's it right. might be hot and topical there, but I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I had. Just a couple of really small things. I and mean, we're, we're relaxed this week. I'm sure within the next like four to five weeks, it's going to be nonstop craziness. But uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Awesome. Well... We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about Knives Out. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, and we're back. All right, guys, we all had a chance to go see Knives Out, new movie from Ryan Johnson. It's a murder mystery with uh, James Bond and some other people in it. He has a name. It's Baby Yoda. Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> so we're going to do some non-spoiler impressions, and then we'll jump into spoilers and let you know what we thought about the movie. Can Ryan Johnson ruin another type of movie like he did for Star Wars? I guess we'll find out. So let's see. What did we think about Knives Out, Aubrey? It was okay. <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis. It was really good. Not great, but it was really good. Awesome. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. <laughs> of course you did. What? what is that supposed to mean? It's just the general consensus of uh, of uh, the cool guys right now. It's to love everything that Ryan Johnson does. You just like him because he did what? Star Wars. No. What? No. <laughs> I don't love everything about The Last Jedi. There are other things I have issues with, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yes, I really, really like this movie. Um, anything non-spoiler you want to talk about, Mark Ellis? It's very hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. And I will tell you that I didn't read anything about it other than seeing the two previews that came out for the movie. So, Mm. um, and I'm really glad that I stayed that way. So I will say that if you haven't seen it yet, do not read shit about the (laughs) movie and just go enjoy it. But anything non-spoiler you wanted to mention, Mark? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say it does. I did watch a lot of the trailers like a few times, and this was definitely one of my most anticipated movies of the year. It is, it's a really good murder mystery, and it does a really good job of, of playing with your expectations of what a murder mystery should be. Ryan Johnson is subver- subverting expectations again. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. How how much this uh, this movie kind of reminded me of uh, his last movie, but um yeah yeah it's I say if you want to see like a really good murder mystery and one that knows what it is and knows what it's trying to do then definitely check it out. I was very I this was on my very very uh, highly anticipated movies of the year and I was a little bit disappointed but that's just that I think that says more about me than it does about the movie. What about you, Aubrey? Any non spoiler impressions? No. I don't feel like I ever have any non-spoiler impressions, really. It's very hard for most movies to talk about them without spoiling, like, anything. And people are so freaking, like, sensitive about spoilers sometimes that it's just like you don't even know what you want to say. You know, you, like, like I, right now I'm going to say that the fa- it, it took place in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and there were Massachusetts state police cars in it. And, and um was filmed in Marlboro. So uh, a friend of mine had sent me pictures of like, Oh, they, they filmed at this building. And then that was the building that something happened at. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say what happened. I realized we were, there you go. I was about to say what happened. We were in non spoilers, but um, so it, it's, it just freaks us out. Me and Janine, my daughter, when we went to see it, um, we're talking about this. Like it's, it just freaks us out. And it's like, wait, what Massachusetts, what stadies, what, mm-hmm. Stadies are what we call state police officers in Massachusetts. Sorry. I know. I called myself a mass hole the other day and people like lost their minds. They thought it was hysterical. Like, oh. Really? Huh. Wow. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, there, there's just no way to talk about this without spoilers. So Mark, drop the drop and let's do it. Let's spoil Knives Out. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. Let's get some things that we liked. The movie. Mark Ellis, what did you like about Knives Out? I absolutely loved all of the performances. I thought everyone 
every starring person in here, I thought, did a really good job. Um, especially, uh, shit, I forgot the guy's name. The guy that played General Zod in the Superman movie. That Michael dude. Shannon. Michael Shannon, yes. He was fantastic. I thought he was really good. I really bought his character. Of course, Anna Diarmas is just like, you know, we. I've already, I think she was my woman crush of the year like two years ago. She was just. Two years ago, she was the consensus uh, woman crush of the year. Me and you oh, agreed right. on it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, she was so hot that she broke the movie Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> <laughs> and just to re- recap that, like, why would you, why would Ryan Gosling even care about like any of the other things going on in the movie? Like, go find this baby. All right, here's the baby. I'm going back home to my hot robot girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, I, so you may I, continue. I did like, I liked her performance. I thought she surprisingly is actually the star of the movie. That I did not right, see coming right. at all. Uh, I thought it was. That's gonna, what I was talking about about the trailers. That like they didn't. I had no idea that like, she was going to be such a big part of the movie. No, me either. Especially with a cast like that, I'm like, oh, okay. So there's all of these big names, and then there's her, who's you know she's a name, but she's not like a big big name, and she's actually pretty much the star of the movie, which is good for her. Good for her. So yeah, I loved all the performances. I love Ryan Johnson's style. I love the way that he frames his shots. I love the editing. Uh, I really like the technique of the movie. It's the story that I was that I had a, a little, a few issues with, and a, a, there's a few characters in there that uh, I thought I, I was hoping to get a little bit more from. Well, I uh, loved the movie. I really I echo what you said, Mark. Like, all the acting was fantastic. I thought the script was great. It was hilarious at times and scary at times and really smart at times. Um, it does get a little convoluted at the end. Yeah. I thought Daniel Craig was really good in it. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. I thought that foghorn leghorn accent was going to drive me nuts after a while, but the more he did it, the more I actually enjoyed it. I say, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I really just enjoyed the movie. Obviously, Anna Diarmas is amazing, and uh, I would watch her read the phone book. Thankfully, we only had to watch her be in a good movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Aubrey, what do you think? The filming style kind of reminds me of that other movie that we saw. Um, Charlie's Angels. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Room. The, the one where they kill, or they're trying to kill the, the bride. new wife. Mm-hmm. Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ready or Not. It reminds me of Ready or Not. Like, just, I don't know why. It, it's like the filming style and the atmosphere maybe it's just kind of like old timey they both uh take place in a big mansion with a smoking hot chick as the main character <laughs> but maybe no, that's them. you're right Aubrey. that filming style it's it's very like uh like not orangey but it has like a very warm intimate feeling like a very dark autumn colorization of the movie so yeah i, I can, had I a very that. intimate feeling when uh ed diarmas was on screen <laughs> You know, I thought she, I mean, as, as much as I love her, she's she's not, like, dolled up in this movie at all. She looks very, like, girl next door. Um, and Even she's, better. She's still hot. She's still hot. But she was doing, like, press. I was just like, what the fuck? I love illegal immigration now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. She, I saw her, like, in a movie, she's, like, very cute. And then I saw her, like, doing press for the movie when she does, like, all the interviews and stuff. And she's all, like, dolled up. She gets, she's super hot. That's all. Uh, you may continue. Up. <laughs> um, I also like uh, Catherine Langdon, who was um, 
Joni? No. No, 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 no. Um, Meg. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like her as an actress. She, she is kind of becoming one of my more favorite, like, smaller people. Uh, she's in 13 Reasons Why, and I really liked her in that. And I just think that uh, she she does a pretty good job at what she is in that I've seen her in. So I'm kind of excited to see where she goes from here, too. Yeah, I agree with you, Arby. She was she wasn't in it that much, but she did kind of she did stand out. I didn't know she was in a TV show. Now I might have to I'm gonna have to go back and check out that TV show now. Mm-hmm. She was Hannah Baker, the girl that kills herself. Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate all you guys, you know, it, it's just awesome. It was so good. It was uh, it was funny. It was uh, I thought it was just thought it was so well written. And it, it reminded me a lot of Clue, the movie Clue, but not as goofy. Does that make sense? That makes 100 percent sense. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, I thought all right. I would... Well, I guess I guess we'll jump into what you didn't like then, Mark. Well, thank you, Joey. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Clue. I thought it was going to be, and, and there are certain scenes that kind of like kind of elements of that, and the fact that they reference Clue in the movie, I thought was really cool. Uh, and they reference a lot of like murder mysteries. I thought that was actually pretty cool in the movie. But based on the trailer that I've seen, I was expecting it to be a little bit more. Um, not zany, but they're, I expected to be a little bit. There'd be a little bit more of the the quick comedy, like Clue was. And this movie does something very strange. It kind of solves the mystery for you, like halfway through the movie. So then it's yeah. like, well, what the fuck am I watching the rest of the movie for? <laughs> so that was a little. I mean, it, it was cool the way they did it, but that was a little surprising. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I didn't like about it is that it wasn't. It didn't have that comedy punch that I was hoping it would have. And again, like I said, that says more about me than it does about the movie. The movie is is very well set up. Um, it is like a like a watch. Like each piece is perfectly timed. Um, but I was expecting a, I was expecting to laugh a little bit more. And there's plenty of scenes of people just sitting around and talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, um, where's the where's the jokes? Yeah, I can understand that. I it just I never thought it was going to be that wacky and zany. But well, when you have you know Daniel Craig with that foghorn leghorn accent, I'm like, come on, there's got to be some kind of like ridiculous comedy that's coming, right? Well, it wasn't like super serious, but it wasn't like not serious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think in the trailers they kind of portray it as it's going to be really funny. Mm-hmm. And, and then you go and you see it and it's not really. And there's a few scenes that are really funny, but there's more scenes that are not. And and they, you know, they're just there to be the, the murder mystery. I just wanted like a more tightly. I don't know. I wanted the suspense to be a little tighter or I wanted the comedy to be a little funnier. And instead, we just got like a, a, a good script. Wah. It was really weird that they solved the mystery for you halfway through the movie yeah and then it just becomes a thriller about like is she going to get away with it yeah which then has a twist at the end that she actually didn't do it yeah i did like the i and it's one of those things where you can feel it ramping up and you it's like you said subverting expectations we've seen murder mysteries before we know what happens you know you got the suspects you get the clues it ramps up it ramps up and then it all comes to a point at the end of the movie, 
the detective stands up and goes, this is what happened, and then puts all together, and then the bad guy gets arrested and gets sent away. And in this movie, they kind of tell you what happened halfway through. And it's like, well, all right, I guess. So what do we do now? To watch Anna Diarmas, you know, cry? <laughs> <laughs> Look petrified for the remaining of the movie. Perfect. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Aubrey, how about you? Anything that you didn't like about the movie? Um, what, did, hmm. what did you think about it? What did you think about that, Aubrey, when they basically revealed to you everything that happened kind of in the middle of the movie? So now it's not a murder mystery anymore. I feel like everything is kind of like underwhelming. Like, I wish somebody actually did kill him. Instead of, you know, the <laughs> what happened in the end. Well, they they tried. <laughs> yeah, but kind of. They failed. Mm, well, here's the most important question, Aubrey. Chris Evans, beard or no beard? Scruff. <laughs> a little, little scruff on a, on a chin. <laughs> okay, all right. That's the important question because the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, "Where's his beard? Why is he all clean shaven? Come on, come on, Steve Rogers." Yeah, I think he looks a little bit like too scruffy in in Avengers with the beard. If he could just like keep it a shorter beard, <laughs> it would look better. I almost felt like he was too jacked at times. Like he was still like fucking ripped from playing uh, Captain America. What? He had that big ass sweater the, on. I know. But sometimes he would like turn a certain way. And you're like, dude, he must work out. <laughs> <laughs> All I can see when I see him clean shaven is in um, not another teen movie. Yes. You know, and I also wanted a little bit more from the little Nazi kid. I kept waiting (laughs) for his scene. I'm like, oh, I'm sure that kid was in. I want to say he must have been in Stephen King's It. Yeah, he was. Okay, because I'm like, this kid looks so familiar. And, you know, he's always in a corner, like, on his phone. I'm like, oh, he's going to have a good scene coming up, especially because they kept referring to him as a little Nazi. I'm like, well, where, where's the scene? Is he going to get punched in the face, like, uh, ready or not? Like, what's going to happen to this kid? And nothing. He has, like, one little bit of dialogue that's not funny or clever or anything. I'm like, well, what the fuck was he in the movie for? So he could get cash money. <laughs> that's right. Private school ain't cheap. <laughs> Joey, how did, how did you feel about that kid? Oh, he was fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What are you? What are you? What are you trying to imply? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Um, he didn't do much. He was there to be a punchline a couple times, and that was it. So that's fine. Yeah. I. I just. I don't know if that. I wish that the movie had let everything unravel a little bit more in front of us instead of having. Like just when it kind of flips halfway through where they tell you everything that happened and then you kind of spend the second half of the movie with what she thought happened unraveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool, but it then ends up with like a 10 minute scene at the end where Daniel Craig just basically lays out everything that happened to you and you didn't get to see it. Yeah. So yeah. again, I really, really liked the movie, but that, that was just a weird choice. So I guess uh, my expectations were subverted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a movie that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure now that I know what it is, I'm going to enjoy it a lot more when I watch it again, you know, when it's on Netflix, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not going to go see it in theaters again. Uh, but I will say, uh, Anna Diarmas, her performance, cause she has to do a lot of different things. She has to convey a lot of different emotions. She knocks it out of the park and fucking Tony Collette does too. She's really funny in this movie. I actually really enjoyed her. Who did she play? 
she don't even know who that is. She was the blonde, like Valley Girl woman that uh, was ripping off the old man for. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. She's what's her name's mom. Yeah. 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 Okay. She was Joni. Yes. Yep. Yeah. When I see her, I just think of like the Sixth Sense, and I'm like, holy! <laughs> I can't believe she's still like a acting and b still good. I haven't seen Hereditary, so apparently she's really good in that too. I have not seen that either, but. Janine said it was great. So, uh, yeah, great. So, I mean, let's uh, wrap it up then. I mean, not much to talk about when a movie's good, unfortunately. So, uh, fortunately for our eyes, but unfortunately for your ears. Uh, let's get a score out of five. Aubrey, what would you think? Zero being the worst and five being the best of Knives Out. I'm going to give it a three. Right in the middle. Yep. Mark Ellis. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Not quite a four. Um, it's almost a four, but it's a three point five. It's still a really, it's still a really good movie, though. Just not as great as I was hoping it would be. Okay. Well, I gave it a four out of five. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. I had a good time watching it, and of course, Anna de Armas. Mwah. <laughs> what and, did you, hey, what did you think of uh, the the two detectives? Like Lakeith Sanfield, I, I love him as an actor. He had nothing to do, but I thought the other guy was going to have something really cool to do too. But he didn't. He was yep. just goofy. What'd you think of yeah, that? They had they had some funny lines, but they were just kind of there. Yeah, they were just there. Like, how are you gonna put how are you gonna put Lakeith Stanfield in the movie and just have him be there? Give him something. Well, I don't know. But I'm still giving it a four out of five. So there. <laughs> four out of five Massachusetts State Police cars. <laughs> four out of five, uh, four out of five bowls of banked beans. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great, by the way. I didn't understand why they went to that restaurant. And then once he pulled that out, I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Um, cool. So, yeah, four out of five for me. That's Knives Out. Let's get some recommendations and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Recommended this a couple of weeks ago, but everybody should go pick up their copies of Pokemon Shield and Sword. I have Shield and been playing it, and it's actually a lot of fun. So awesome! Yeah, I got get that for Colin for Christmas. So I guess I'll let you know in about three weeks how it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend uh, a couple of shows on Netflix. Uh, one is the new season of The Toys That Made Us. I haven't watched all of the episodes yet, but I did watch the one talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, that was a really good episode, and that happened. A lot of that story happened about ten minutes away from where I live, so it was very cool to see uh, kind of a neighborhood on on uh, on TV that wasn't in the news. You know, I was talking about something cool. Uh, and the other show is uh, a spinoff of that show called The Movies That Made Us. Uh, it's kind of the same concept. They talk about movies from the '80s and the stories that it took to uh, get them uh, to the big screen. Uh, they do Ghostbusters, Home Alone. Die Hard and Dirty Dancing, and they're all done in that same like pun-filled uh, rhetoric that the uh, the toys show is. Uh, but it's really interesting to get these behind-the-scenes stories on movies, especially movies that are like you know somewhat classics. So uh, those are my recommendations: Toys That Made Us and the Movies That Made Us on Netflix. Awesome, yeah. I uh, I've been working my way through Toys That Made Us with Colin. Um, the Ninja Turtles one was awesome, and the both the kids watched that one with me. They were both stunned that uh, the turtles were created in Northampton, Massachusetts, which is about 20 minutes from our house. So mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere we drive through all the time. They had no idea something cool happened near our house. So, um, cause nothing cool ever happens around <laughs> here. 
But uh, yeah, I will recommend you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Go to uh, Spotify. You can find us there just by any podcatcher under the sun that you use. We're there. We'll be in your ears for you every week. Check out our YouTube channel, YouTube, and search So Is Your Podcast. You get plenty of free and exclusive content there from Adam, as well as tons of coverage of comic cons like New York and Rhode Island. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash So Is Your Podcast. You can support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes, including our reviews of Jojo Rabbit, Bohemian Rhapsody, Hellboy. It's the only place you can hear those, and that's on Patreon when you support the show. I will recommend uh, keep checking out Watchmen on HBO. Newest episode dropped, I think, yesterday as we record this, and it's it keeps getting better every week. I gotta tell you, first episode was a little wishy-washy, but seemed to get its feet under itself around episode two, and it's been it's really good so far. And you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm cautious though because it's Damon Lindelhoff. So I just assume it's not going to go anywhere. And if it does go somewhere, it's going to be very disappointing. So that's that's the sad realization as I get excited for watching the show. But it's really good so far. So definitely check it out. And that is going to do it for episode number 200. And what the hell episode is this? 78? 77? Where are we at? 278. 278 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm so sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) It's all that morphine. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Anna Diarmas, I love you. Everybody have a good week. Wakanda forever. Uh, My other recommendation is my phone number for Anna (laughs) Diarmas. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey. (laughs) 